Farming Simulator is coming to the UK. Giants Software, the creators of the globally successful simulation game, will attend Llama 24 in Birmingham in January. Watch the esports phenomenon Farming Simulator League take place on UK soil for the first time. Or try out the multi-million selling Farming Simulator 22 for yourself. Free tickets are available. See you on the virtual fields. You're listening to the Farmer's Guardian podcast. everyone, it's Emily Ashworth, the Farmer's Guardian's online editor, and I'm really excited to share this episode with you because I headed down to see one of farming's biggest social media stars, Farmer Will. If you follow him on social media, you know that he's super, super fun, but he's also extremely passionate about telling farming's story. You'll hear us talk about education, consumers and support for the industry, but what I really enjoyed was hearing about his family and the history behind the farm. Will is actually the sixth generation to farm and he is certainly going to carry his legacy on well into the future. So I am here with Farmer Will to talk about all things farm life. It's nice to finally be here because oh. it's <laughs> taken a while to get in the diary. Yes, oh, um, absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, just for you know anybody who actually doesn't know, can we talk a little bit about... Uh, you, your farm background and maybe a little bit of history to the farm because you're obviously a sixth generation farmer. Yeah, yeah, I am a sixth generation farmer and the farm has been here since like 1850s. If I take you way, way back, Gilbert was the one, (laughs) Gilbert, uh, my great, great, great granddad was the one that came to the farm, bought the farm and then actually built the farmhouse which is behind us now. Okay. Um, And Back then, it was all kind of like dairy, a little bit of beef, a little bit of sheep, but it was, I'm talking about like 20 animals of each, yes, real yes, small scale. Yes. Um, and as the years went on, they, I guess everyone tried different things. Um, and it, this was predominantly a dairy farm. And so were all of the farms in the village, um, just all dairy. And it got to about like 2000 when you had the, the milk crash prize and everything like that. And then my dad either got put in a position where it was like, sell the farm yeah. or diversify and it was, we got rid of the cattle we used to have uh, a farmyard there which got sold for property just so you could get the farm up and running again almost and now we've just as you can see behind us we've got all these <laughs> lovely beautiful sheep <laughs> but that's the interesting thing isn't it because actually you know obviously you you know are prolific on social media now yeah. and you have been for quite a while but that history is something that our industry you know it's quite unique in that sense definitely no 100 percent, and i think there is I think there needs to be more support for for family farms. If I just take you within my village here, there used to be 12 family farms back when my dad was my age, and now there's only two. And that's all down to not having the right support, the economic pressures, everything like that for farmers to just have to pack up because, you know, at the end of the day, they are losing money. Yeah. In terms of what you guys run here then, um, who, who... Who runs the farm alongside yourself and, and what, what livestock have you got? So it's, it's, it's been me and my dad for kind of like all my life since, since I came back. So I came back around when I was like 17 years old. Yeah. Uh, and my brother wanted the high life, moved to London, <laughs> uh, worked there for like 10 years. But since the start of the year when I went onto the show, my brother came back farming. Um, and then at the moment, it's just me, my, uh, me, my brother, uh, 
and my dad and it's like all the family yeah. all the families back together that's so nice though because actually you know you've talked about your history you've talked about the change in in, in farming here yeah. but also in the little you know in the landscape around you mm. and actually people listening um who are in farming will probably kind of you know recognize that within their own story as well so i think that's really nice um in terms of you and social media obviously yep. you know pre-love island yeah. you were you, you were still prolific on social media um and what I liked about it was, yes, you were, of course, having fun, but actually you were really talking about farming and processes on farm and how you, you know, look after the animals and the welfare. Of course. So connecting to the consumer is something that you've managed to do because I imagine yeah. a lot of your followers are from non-farming yeah, backgrounds. Non-farmers, yeah, 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 non-farmers. How, well, number one, do you feel a bit of kind of a responsibility, you know, as a farmer to be able to deliver our messages? And number two, um, why is it important for us to make that connection? For me, I don't think it's, I guess, a re like a responsibility because I feel like if it's like a responsibility, there's almost like pressure, yes. you know? It's, it's for me, so when I started on, on social media, it happened like complete chance. Yeah. Uh, I didn't plan to do a video. I would actually send my friends videos on like Snapchat. Yeah. Just like real casual, yeah. you know, real cool, just, oh, this is what I'm doing sort of thing. And it was actually one of my friends that was like, put it on social, like put it on TikTok. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. Scary place social media can be, you know. Real, For farmers, yeah. Of course, oh no, 100%, real scary place. And I even had a conversation with my dad about it. And I was like, oh, should I, shouldn't I? And, you know, being the generation that he is, no, no. Yeah. Um, but it was a video of me lambing a sheep and I thought, oh, what's the worst that yeah, can yeah, happen? Yeah. And I posted yeah. it on and it blew up, went viral. People, yeah. and people loved it. Mm. Um, although there was a couple of negative comments and I think you're just gonna get that in any sort of social yeah. media. Yeah. Um, a lot of the response was, oh my God, this is great. We love seeing this. What else happens? You know, loads of different questions. So from that point, I was like, oh my God, there, you know, there's a niche. People do want to, yeah. to find out more. Uh, and then I just carried on from, from there and just kept going up. And it was a lovely way, it, it, like you said, to connect non-farmers to farming because I think mostly what people do is go into a supermarket, buy the food, and that's all the connection that they have with food. So it was quite nice filming what we do, we're filming what I do on the farm, showing, I guess, the process, what we do with the animals, what treatments we do, birthing them, and what we do all year round, just, I guess, to make that bond a little bit closer and try and draw the, uh, bring the gap closer between farmers and, and, and non-farmers. And just out of interest, like, do you get questions directed to you, you know, from social media, from people outside? farming do they ask questions about what you're doing and why you're doing it of course yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, when i do the videos i try to make it as simplistic as possible because any farmer watching would know yes. exactly yeah. what's happening i wouldn't even need to talk and they would know what's happening and it's trying to create a way of how would you show someone something if you're trimming a foot without using kind of like the difficult wording so that's why i refer to them as like boys and girls and come to my salon and get your toenails <laughs> trimmed and it's just real simple just real simple so anyone can understand and i think the most amazing thing is it's not it's not specific to anyone you know you could be a child or you know you could be an elderly person yeah. um you don't need to know anything about farming and you can still learn and you can educate yourself and have fun while watching it because agriculture is such a big proportion of the world everyone eats yeah. you know everyone does eat and it's so important that people do understand where, where food comes from this leads me on perfectly really to my next question which is about you know you as a young farmer yeah. people actually don't realize especially you know you're going through school or college 
what ag agriculture can offer. It is fun. There is loads of opportunities and actually you can showcase that to a lot of the younger generation. A hundred percent, yeah. That, that's like the main thing. I think there's a real stereotype of a farmer. Yeah. And this is what I always say. I go, a dirty old man. Yeah. <laughs> that's all, what I always say. I think when someone thinks of a farmer, you yeah. think of a, yeah. you know, uh, an old man in his well, he's covered in mud sort of thing, but it's not. It's, it, it's so much more than that. And then that's a great thing with social media. A lot, a lot of the younger generation are on, on it now, showcasing farming, which is great. You know, there's so many people. And it is just trying to change that stereotype that anyone can be a farmer, you know. Um, and it's not as bad as everyone thinks, you know. And it's just, for me, this is something that I do love about it. It, it, it brings you close to nature, you know. I'm not, I'm not inside, I'm not focusing what's happening outside of it. It's, you know, you're out in the fresh air with the animals, Enjoying life. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stems that come off agriculture as well, isn't there? Oh my so god, it's yeah, kind so of many. All encapsulating, if you will. So, like, yeah, yeah, also, agriculture isn't farming. Like, a farmer. I think that's also yeah. what people think. When you think of agriculture, you think, ah, oh, farmer. Yeah. But there's, there, that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. There's so many different routes. Yeah. Like, we'll be here all day to kind of. Like, know, if we'll, yeah, if we'll get, stereotypes. Yeah, <laughs> if we were going to cross over, but there's yeah. so, so many different routes that you can go down into. Okay, in terms of um, you know breaking down barriers, then the next one is something that's a huge topic at the moment, which is climate change. Yeah. Um, and you've done some fantastic videos recently talking about that. Yes. And you know trying to kind of break those misconceptions down. So using your social platform to do that, you know that's a real positive for us. A hundred percent. It was the like experience of a lifetime. Yeah. N not not ever did I imagine I could travel to Kenya. And Scotland and for me even working on a farm one of my neighbor farms who's just down the road I love because with me and all my knowledge and I always say this I've learned from my dad I didn't go to college didn't go to university learning agriculture I learned from him and he learned from his dad so if you if I'm being completely honest my 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 knowledge on farming is it is very limited so being able to go to these different places and broaden broaden my knowledge is absolutely incredible and it was so amazing to go to Edinburgh first where I got to see how that dairy unit worked yeah. where they are trying to be more climate uh, climate safe and climate smart by the methane that comes out of the yeah. cattles yeah, which yeah. is which is really really amazing and then going to Kenya and looking at their climate smart villages and how yeah. to make the right most economic but safe decisions it was yeah. And I just feel like every farm, including this one, every farm around the world can do something a little bit more to be climate, climate smart because yeah. at the end of the day, we are the future. This is the future now yeah. sort of thing. And we do need to look after it. I think that for me as well comes back to um, the whole career thing as well. Like, yeah. you know, as a young person interested in science or mm. in the environment, you know, there are jobs in this industry for people who want to take action yeah. against climate change. Like, that's an amazing opportunity for somebody. So oh, I think, you know, highlighting 100%. it is, I think is we, amazing. We need to get it taught in schools. We do. <laughs> we need it taught in schools. If anyone's watching this, get it in schools. But honestly, I think, and I, the more I think about it, the more crazy it sounds to me that it's not taught in school. Agriculture, oh, 100%, yeah. Agriculture is just such a big scale or of what happens yeah. day to day and for, i would love to be in a position to and for the for everyone else to be in a position where it is taught in school up until let's say year nine and then when you do decide yeah, what yeah, subjects yeah. you want to do yeah. if it's not for you fine. fine but at least you've had that offer come to you because to be completely honest again if i didn't come from a family farm yeah. i don't think i would farm because yeah. for me i didn't know if it was an option yeah and i think that's the case for a lot of a lot of children 
coming up, you know, they, they don't know if it's an option, so why? You're not going to do outreach. No one wants to do outreach at school. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You'll do what's yeah. kind of like what you're told yeah. and what you learn sort of thing. I think the key word is choice, isn't it? And yes. that's, you know, kind of mm. across the whole conversation about agriculture, it's choice. We can yeah. have discussions. Mm. Let's tell everyone the facts, whether yeah. it's school children or having conversations, I don't know, around a dinner table. Yes. It's choice. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, into, you know, going off that, if you could tell a consumer, if a consumer was right here, right now, what would you, <laughs> he's looking at you, um, <laughs> what, what would you want to tell them? Like, if there's one misconception or there's just one thing that you would like everybody to know about agriculture, what would it be? Oh, what would it be? <laughs> I think get, well, this is what I would, I would love to love to be in a position and this farm to be in a position if you are a consumer and you've never been on farm or stepped foot on farm or have that knowledge about farm i would actually go and have that experience and see because i do i, I generally do think that the agriculture is kind of on a place on its own and then you've got like the rest of the society yes, yeah. and that that yeah. i there is almost like a divide and then i guess the main thing and what we want is that to be all one and, it, and it's got to be starting from I guess the consumers to ask questions you know be curious what what does happen and get the answers because I think with the support of the agriculture as a whole when everybody's on board it, it will just make the industry a, a, a lot better place yeah more powerful yeah, yeah. more yeah. powerful that's the word I'm looking for <laughs> powerful well it's hard isn't it because it almost feels like we are trying to do everything we possibly can and yeah. um, whether that be for you know carbon emissions or telling the public our story because we're being told that consumers want an environmental backstory yeah. um so it kind of feels like we are doing everything that we possibly oh, can to do the right thing and now it just needs to grow up in in wider society really yeah i def definitely I, I i think any farmer who is watching this you got to take credit because i know a lot of the time it's like what else can I do what more can I do yeah. but you never kind of like sit back and you're like I've done so much yeah. let's say in the last 10 years yeah, yeah, yeah. just to almost give yourself a pat on the back yeah. and how far the farm has come like for example our farm we don't use any fertilizer on it it's yeah. all kind of uh, natural grass fed animals and we've just got sheep sort of thing but we're trying to do I know we can do more but it's kind of like take, taking a step back and be like oh you've you've done a lot already and yeah. I guess a lot of farmers who, who would be listening should kind of like take that advice and be and just think what what you have done i don't think we do that very well stepping back and looking oh, at no, you know, you how, no, no, you know no, what you actually are doing so that's a really good point actually because farming is all consuming mm. so you can quite understand why people don't do that but you're completely right so yeah. yeah so is there anything that we can talk about here on the farm that you do you know environmental wise and um, habitat wise yeah for sure um so i think the government have, have set up quite a lot of schemes for farmers to get into um and for example with with our with our farm we, we're in a couple of schemes um which preserves hedgerows where you'll just put fence in each side and then also there's a little pieces of ground on the farm which are cut off where the livestock can't get into for i guess habitats to to live there and for nature to grow and things like that you you would see it if we went onto the farm and looked in the corner of the field it's the only piece that looks wild yeah. it's just a, yeah. Yeah. completely overgrown yeah. it looks crazy Fab. so We've talked about your history, you know, behind the farm. This is a real family unit. You've obviously got yeah. strong ties, you know, way back. Um, what is it that you love about being a farmer? What do you love about being a farmer, Will? What do I love? <laughs> I love absolutely everything. I think, I, I think growing up for me, I, I was maybe in a little bit of a different situation than maybe other people because when 
if I just take you back to when my dad was like two, three, my granddad put the wellies on and kind of like kicked him out the door and was like, you're going to be a farmer. So with, with me and my brother, he took a completely different approach and almost pushed us away and was like, go out, get an education, see, see what you want to do. Um, so we could make our own decisions. And I, I always loved the farm, you know, during my school breaks or holidays or after school, school before school, I'd always be out on the farm helping out sort of thing. Um, and then it got to a point when I was like 17, when I was like to my dad, I want, I, I want to work here, <laughs> let me sort of thing. Um, but for me, the thing that I love is actually being out with nature, being out with these animals, because you do form form connections with the animals and farmers do love their animals they do although some people don't agree I, I can assure you you would line up 10 farmers and they they all love their animals dearly um and then that's the that, that was the biggest thing for me you know there's i take so much pride and joy coming out onto the farm seeing the animals and having i guess that responsibility because you're like their father almost i'm like their father you know looking after them um and secondly as well I love working with the family. I love that. I've got my granddad next door. I've got my family in the farmhouse and just, I'm so, so close with them. And I think, you know, and that's because I do work with them every day, see them every day. Um, and, you know, that is down to the, the family farm. I think that's nice because, you know, a lot of people relate to having, you know, that pressure of taking on the reins of the farm. Yeah. So to be able, for that to be relieved a little bit and you sure. to naturally come back is, you know, that's, well, you want to be here, yeah. Yeah, both of us has done it, you know. Um, me a bit earlier than my brother, but, you know, my brother's worked in London for 10 years and yeah. kind of thought, you know, now I want to I wanna come back. Because that was always the plan for me, was to go to uni and yeah. then live it up a little yeah. bit <laughs> and, then come, and then come back afterwards. But I would have only gone to uni because almost my dad said to, not because yeah. that's generally yeah, what yeah, I wanted yeah. to do. Um, yeah, and since coming back, we I haven't really looked back. I yeah. couldn't. If you asked me, what would you be doing if you went farming? I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah. I'd, I'd have no idea. So you are right where you're meant to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's nice to think that you could, you know, looking back at what you've just told me about the story, and then you, you and your, your brother and your dad are kind of moving it forwards. So imagine in another yeah. hundred years' time, for sure, what the farm story is going to be. So. Oh yeah. no, hundred percent. It's so yeah. It's so, and it's so nice. We're all working towards the same goal. We yes. all want the same yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, which, is, which is the most beautiful thing. So let's talk about, because um, I imagine writing a book probably also oh. wasn't something that you maybe ever thought that you would do. Oh God, no. So. Honestly, I was terrible. And when I say terrible, <laughs> I was horrendous at school, yeah. especially English. I wasn't even allowed to take a, um, a foreign language because okay. they were like, you, you're not good at English. We need to, you need to do more English sort of thing. So even fast forward into this time and publishing a book, I just, I, it's still like a pinch me moment sort of yeah, thing. I can't, can't believe it. Yeah. What an achievement. <laughs> Thank you. What do you, you know, what do you want people to get from that book? Do you, because obviously it's about, it's sectioned off, isn't it, in kind of mm. how you run, run the farm. Course, yeah, um, yeah. So what do you want people to, to kind of get from reading your book? So the, the title, I think, describes it best for best, me. Yeah, you say it. It's your book. For the love of farming, <laughs> baby! <laughs> for the love of farming. And it is, it is that, it is. I, I love farming so, so much. Um, and what I do, and it's for everyone. Yeah. You don't need to understand farming yeah. to, to read it. You know, farmers would probably read it and be like, oh, this is, that's not right. Or because I refer to them as like boys and girls and, you know, real, yeah. real easy, simple. Because what I want, what my main outcome is to get non-farmers reading yeah. it to be quite honest yeah, yeah. and get that get them to understand the farm a little bit more and i take you through what i do within a year from season to season with kind of like experiences that i faced on the farm 
if they're like highs or if they're lows and then also kind of like touching on important matters within the agricultural industry like mental health or the economic pressures or anything like that but still trying to make it a fun and and light-hearted book i think that's exactly what it does and i think it's just an extension of who you are so hopefully yeah um okay so just to finish on um i think it would be nice to like we were saying before about farmers and social media Everybody wants a story. It, it almost feels part and parcel of being a farmer these days, no matter what you're doing, to be able to kind of tell your story on social media, sure, whether that's yeah. to connect to the consumer or you're selling meat boxes or something like that. Yeah. What would you say to anybody who, because it is a bit of a scary place. Like oh my say, God, it's terrifying. But it's, it? You know, it can do so much good. Oh, 100%. This is what I always believe. If you believe in yourself, you're doing good. Yeah. It doesn't, for me, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And that's how I felt. You know, I didn't get 100% per, like great comments. You know, there were there were some negatives, which was absolutely fine. However, everything that I filmed and did on the farm, I was proud of and I loved, and I knew what I was doing was good, which that that gave me the motivation, you know, to carry to carry on. And people do want to watch and find out. You know, I've I've got a sheep farm, and I I bet you someone else on social media would have exactly the same sheep, but would do it completely different. I've stolen I've stolen things off of social media to for this farm, you know? For example, like, during lambing, I saw a farmer actually bring real cold, wet lambs into his house in Bartham. Yeah. And, uh, and me, last year, me and my dad saw it, and we tried it, and it yeah. worked an absolute treat, you know? It's such a great place to, to learn, you know, to learn things. I love that because that is what farming is, isn't it? It's so communal, yeah. and there's not many areas of society that you still get that these days like it's you 100%. know kind of look over the farm gate what 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 are they doing and then to be able to kind of knowledge exchange is actually really important so oh, i think sure. that's fab i go yeah. to farmers down you know down around yeah. this area to steal ideas yeah. they know when i come on the farm i'm <laughs> will's coming i'm looking about going what can i steal from your farm <laughs> no but that's what it's all about of isn't course, it yeah, yeah. community 100 percent really lovely to talk about some of these things that Will is really passionate about and we are certainly on board when it comes to championing things like education and consumer connection. This is part of what our fantastic campaign Farming Can is all about. So if you want to learn more about getting involved, head to farmersguardian.com forward slash farming can. This is the last episode of the Farmers Guardian podcast of 2023 and we have finished on a high. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening and happy new year. (laughs) 